I'm actually going to hold this podcast ransom until you, Jackson, deliver the perfect introduction. Until then, the introduction will be, where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Welcome to the show. And I know for a fact (laughs) that you don't want that. I'm Jackson, and I am also never going to come up with something I like more than that intro. You have 48 hours. (laughs) I'm Asher. Welcome to the show. Party! So, Asher, how have you been doing this past week? (laughs) It's actually been several weeks, a sort of hiatus, a seasonal hiatus for us, but we're veterans to the podcast scene at this point. It's also an interesting hiatus. It would be as if somebody said, oh, Mike, sure, you took so long filming the last season of The Office that the new season of The Office is now called Parks and Rec. (laughs) And I realize now that with my movie trivia history, I don't realize if they overlapped at all. (laughs) But for the sake of my joke, we're going to pretend they didn't. Because what we're doing today is a new show with a new intro and new, not not new hosts, same hosts, right? I'm still Asher. I'm still Jackson. Nothing's changed there. Great. So this is still Cotton Eye Joe. This was more confusing than season six of Breaking Bad Wife Swap. I'm watching Breaking Bad right now and I'm... No, for sure. I've only seen through season five. Yeah, well, after Netflix dropped it, they got to deal with uh, TLC. The AMC team and the TLC team didn't have enough budget to create another season of each show. And so they pooled together and made the obvious crossover. AMC and TBS and TLC and all of these other television networks have proven anything It's that if you want to have staying power, you need to have initials that are memorable. One episode in and you are already killing it with these segues. I am stone cold sober right now, which I think is actually really necessary to perform an acrobatic feat such as that. We're going to talk about the origin, the etymology, which is a silver dollar word that you're probably going to hear a lot throughout the run of this show. It just means where it came from. Specifically, word. yeah, specifically about words, though. Oh, really? I And I learned something. Yeah, so etymology is not just the origin of something. It's specifically the history and the where did it come from of words. Hey, Jackson, I'm the big words guy. How about you stay in your lane, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> you don't have to worry. I'm going to cut out every instance in which the both of us just look like complete fools because we're playing it extra fast and loose. So I'm excited for this five minute episode. Okay. now I almost didn't even catch it when you said it even that loud into the microphone because it is so ubiquitous to the English language, the generic affirmation. Okay. in other languages, there are similar guttural sounds that basically just mean I heard what you said and they're not really committal in any way. They don't really reflect your true feelings. It's just acknowledged. Uh Message received. (laughs) That's offensive. That's offensive to both Donkey Kong and Tim Allen. Okay, while being seemingly something that has been a part of the English language forever, is actually, relatively speaking, pretty new. And it's definitely uniquely American in its origin. And we know that it reached the public, the lexicon, the popular vernacular in the late 1830s. But that's about all we know. There is actually a long running list 
on Wikipedia called The List of Proposed Etymologies for OK. And here, it's important to note, they're spelling it capital O, capital K, not the more recent spelling, O-K-A-Y, which even when I was in school, I was told was grammatically incorrect. And I think within the past couple decades, it's become accepted as grammatically correct. But originally, it was O period, K period. Then it was okay to just say OK without the periods, so long as the letters are capital. And then finally, the more common spelling we have now, where it's just the sound spelled out, O-K-A-Y. Okay. I'm going to get an estimate here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Apparently, I don't know what an estimate it is because I'm just giving you the real number. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. Uh, no, back to being an estimate. There's like 30 different possible etymologies here that are chronicled in Wikipedia. Is there the most one? popular. Okay, I was going to ask if there was one that stands out above the rest. Because I'm sure, I'm sure there's one that people like to cling to as, you know what, this is probably right. One common misconception is that it originated from the presidential campaign for Martin Van Buren, where it was, uh, I think he gave out pins, buttons, stickers. America's 23rd pop- president. Just a popular campaign slogan, vote for OK. But uh, oh, what does that mean? In that, in that instance, OK means old Kinderhook, which is the, the uh, birthplace of Martin Van Buren. So that was one of the instances where all Americans were aware of the initials OK, but we know that OK as an affirmation existed prior. And in this case, it's just an abbreviation for a place. No one used it in the way that we use it now. Like no one is saying like, I want to go grab some pizza. Old Kinderhook. That's not the response. Another popular but probably incorrect etymology is the Choctaw word OK. O-K-E-H, meaning it is, or it is so. Now, you can really see where this is believable because American frontiersmen were making contact with these Native Americans pretty close to the time where this word became popular. And the word in Choctaw is fittingly nondescript, just saying it is what it is, and it sounds identical. It's just O-K with an E-H instead of a Y. The problem is... The contact that the frontiersmen had with the Choctaw was always very limited, and the correspondence that the American frontiersmen were having with the general population was almost non-existent. Uh, non-existent. So even though na- uh, even though frontiersmen may have known this Native American word, there's really no way that it could have spread <laughs> and become so ubiquitous in throughout the 1830s. So that's probably not it then. It's probably not it, but it is an extraordinary coincidence because they seem to use the word in a very similar way that we do now. Interesting. Which is very different than just saying place I was born, the way the Martin Van Buren one is. Because it would be very weird if I told my friend Davis, hey, are you doing okay? And I was referencing the fact that he was born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. (laughs) That is not nearly as common the way we use that rhetorically as if I asked my other friend, hey, are you doing okay in terms of are you doing chill? Are you doing good? Right. And we know for a fact that it doesn't come from the abbreviation for Oklahoma because otherwise would say, hey, you doing okay? And they'd say, yeah. And you go, oof, that bad? I love Tulsa. Tulsa's a great city. Is it? sure. I've been told. Yeah, I I absolutely know it's a great city in the abstract. (laughs) I've never been. I've also never been to Tulsa. And so I, I, I know people that say it's great. I know people that say it's getting 
better too. I just also, every time I've been in Oklahoma, my every thought has been, how about not? (laughs) (laughs) And that's just one way we like to isolate our Oklahoma listeners. We love you. Even if you're from Oklahoma. Joke How quickly do you think the students at OU are going to take the word boomer out of their mascot name? Their slogan is boomer sooner. And I haven't seen a word fall out of grace faster than the word boomer. I just am ready for them to make t-shirts that are the exact same as the OK Boomer t-shirts, but say (laughs) OU boomer. I do think those would sell. I do too. But yeah, go on with OK. The original members of the KKK would have loved Eichenhaz Cheeseburger. Interesting. That's not really anything anything against the birthplace of meme culture, cheeseburger.com, but the satirical misspelling of words is not a new idea. It didn't start with the internet. In fact, in the 1830s, it was extremely popular to intentionally misspell words and just consider that a joke. Nothing new under the sun, Jackson. I mean, some of my favorite stuff is stuff we talked about in Strictly Confidential, where we talked about how much funnier it is to put a B at the end of the word burb instead of a D. It's great to misspell things. It's so much fun. I mean, Chick-fil-A, maybe 20 years ago, decided that it was going to be their entire marketing strategy, and they haven't come up with anything else since. They keep paying marketers and they keep coming back like there's just not anything better. This is it. We've reached. This is the peak. I can put you can push us down that hill. We're just not going to do as well as the cows. The first clan of the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, you'll notice clan is spelled with a K instead of a C. And I that always struck me as odd that this organization specifically designed around hatred would have like this funny, like goofy joke in it. But that really just goes to illustrate how popular it was to intentionally misspell words in the United States in the mid 1800s. It wasn't just for terrible racists. It was also for the literate and the common man. Everyone loved to misspell words on purpose. One of the favorite misspellings, which has been which was documented by Alan Walker Reed in 1964, was the intentional misspelling of all correct spelled as all correct O-L-L-K-O-R-R-E-C-T. Was that shortened at any point? Oh, absolutely. Part of the trend was creating words that would be shortened into initials. Another candidate that arose at the same time was O.W., which was a misspelling for all right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Uh, that one, I mean, you could say it flopped if you're comparing it to the success of OK. Which I am. But there was, but when OK was invented as an abbreviation for all correct, it was kind of just a throwaway joke. Uh, according to The Economist, the abbreviation for all correct was printed in a satirical article about grammar. And those, were, and those origins were only revealed in the 1960s when etymologist Alan Reed, already mentioned, he did some digging through suggestions that the word might come from Europe, a Civil War name for biscuits, an abbreviation for the telegraph term open key. Uh, others falsely thought that President Martin Van Buren invented it for his presidential campaign, but Van Buren only popularized the term. He did not invent it. Hmm. Although Reed showed that OK was spread throughout North America and the world to the moon, And then its new form, A-OK, was used by space people and frowned on by the purists. But it's still unclear how it spread and became so ubiquitous. And it's 
Only, uh, and there are earlier instances of the abbreviation OK before even all correct. So all this to say, we don't really know. Great. We can only go so far back as we can find printed media that has those two letters. But there are a lot of instances where something is abbreviated to that and the abbreviation isn't explained. So people were like, is this the OK we know today or is this stand for something else? Is this initials for someone's name? What I feel like you're doing here is allowing me to choose which one I believe is the best origin. And I'm going to go with the old correct, because I think that something starting off as a joke and then becoming true and real is something that speaks so loudly to my wild heart that it just has to be right. Like there are so many things I have started off as a joke and have absolutely taken to be my life. Like watching The Bachelor, saying YOLO, listening to Carly Rae Jepsen. All of those things I tried out as a joke and now I love them. And I feel like... Never do anything ironically for more than once. Never do anything ironically. It's just a good way to do it. Unless you are willing, and here's the caveat, unless you are willing to potentially do it unironically. Exactly. Because I'm taking that risk. Because I went into all of those things thinking... Man, wouldn't this be fun? But also thinking, wouldn't it be absolutely all correct if I continued doing these things? Nice. But yeah, do you want to talk about where this is going to go? Maybe it's against the spirit of the show, but I do want to make a quick aside to how we got to the present before we get to the future. Okay. I was just giving giving this some genuine thought, and I think that the reason that this word caught on, these, these initials caught on, one, it beat out... All right, OW, because OW is already a thing we say for something else. Mm -hmm. So OK is punchy. It's easy to say. It feels good. It's got great mouthfeel, very full bodied. Even if also good, even if we decided to go with initials for OW, OK just has the two syllables where OW has OW. It's a full like sentence you have to say every time. Yeah, have you even saved any time at that point? I don't think so. Just like how saying www dot is slower than World Wide Web. It's also slower than leaving it out. <laughs> but I think that this was it was I think there was a void in the English language that was desperate to be filled. And this abbreviation just got sucked up into it. Because I by the way, failed Italian, but I know enough Italian to know that they're very fond of the word bo, just like B-O-H, which is basically it's the negative form of OK. It can be used as like disagreement or general apathy or like piss off. Uh, it's just the general it is not so word that doesn't really mean anything. And a lot of languages have these words and have had them for a long time because in conversation, sometimes people just need to make a sound to feel like they're participating. Right. And OK was a perfectly snappy, pithy, feel good kind of sound. But Jackson, now I need your help. Where will it go? So here's my theory with the with the future of OK. I think we're nearing its end. And and here's why I think that I think that you when obviously the older culture, like the culture above us all think, okay, is one of the most 
commonly used terms. But now that I can just text stuff and I'm not doing it on a typewriter, typing out stuff like all right is not nearly as hard as it used to be. And I feel like OK has gotten this kind of tone and gotten, especially from the weird internet community, where it's less of a commonly used thing because you and I coordinated doing tonight's episode a lot. And we didn't say stuff like, okay, very often. We said stuff like, I, or chill. We didn't say chill, but we said cool. Like that kind of thing fills the void okay used to. Whereas I feel like now okay is a sentimental thing of like, are you doing okay? And if they say yes, then they are absolutely not doing okay. And if they say no, then they are absolutely not doing okay. And I feel like it's a problem there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like we're at a point where people are trying to be more transparent just as a culture. And okay feels like this ambiguous term where you're like, yeah, I'm doing okay enough to for you not to be worried about me. But beyond that, I'm not giving you one more detail. And at that point, I'm not even giving you that detail, really. Well, within the the context of getting a text message, it's now taking on a sinister sort of term, like where if I tell my girlfriend, hey, I'm going out with my buddies tonight and I just get back an okay okay, and nothing else. I'm sweating all night. Yeah. And it's because it's really easy to type. I also do think that I have one more reason it's dying. We have emojis now. Yeah, that's. Emojis are just kind of better in general if you just need to send something back, aren't they? If I want to send you a response to a question you have, even a weirdly illustrated yellow thumbs up makes you feel more at peace than me texting you back okay. And I don't know why that is, but it definitely has something to do with the last ambiguous number of years where we have decided that okay is not always okay. In the same way that adding a period to the end of a sentence of a text message gives it a very stern, angry sort of tone. And I used to hate that because I liked the grammatically correct period at the end of the sentence. But until you realize that the only, the only reason that exists is so they can serve a function. And when you get to the end of the text box, you already know that's the end of the sentence. So you don't need the period there. So it went away. And also, OK is going to do the same thing. Also, ignoring punctuation in text messages is cool. Yeah. It's the way to the, go. How come no one ever talks about that, like, the chill, cool trend of, like, tweeting in all lowercase actually takes more work and intentionality than just letting it autocorrect to a capitalized first letter? It, it blows my mind every time somebody texts me like that. Like, I've seen it like, on Twitter, but, like, texting me, you're trying to impress me with your lowercase? You have to intentionally backspace the letter and then say, no, I don't want an uppercase, I want a lowercase or I'm chill, damn it! Or if you're on an iPhone, you have to go into the settings and you can toggle it off. But if you don't do that, and how could you do that if you're also going to text your mom, for example? But if I like am texting my sister and I'm like, how's it going, question mark? I had a chill day and I wanted to make the I lowercase. It takes me like 11 tries to get a singular <laughs> I to be lowercase. Because every time it autocorrects and I'm like, ah, come on, come on. I just want to be chill. If I can put my phone into big text mode for everyone who has to hold their arm out at full length to see their phone. Why can't I put it in millennial mode where there's just no longer any form of punctuation? I'm sure there's a Chrome extension for that. It's like the Internet. There's a cream for that is there's a Chrome extension for that. I got nothing. Let's move. 
If OK is going away, that means there's going to be a new void and emojis can fill it in the text space. But out loud, we still need to have pop like there's still going to be an, a demand for snappy, memorable abbreviations that you can say out loud to save us time and Money. make us look cooler. OK, uh, so I have, few, I have a few useful ones here. Uh, Tanak Tiak, which, of course, like I'm a busy man. I don't have time to say that's not a knife. This is a knife. 14 times a day. I get that. And I, I I kind of have the exact same problem with that, where I'm just going around with a knife. <laughs> and you're a busy man, Jackson. That's why I want to propose to you, manned, M-A-N-D, my anxiety never diminishes. So, I mean, here's an example. Why didn't you go to the party, manned? Think about how much time you'll save. See, sometimes I feel like I need to say EF beach. Which, because I just, so many times a day, instead of laughing at people's jokes, what I am saying is, I am flabbergasted by your joke. (laughs) How about AC? AC being a a humorous, satirical misspelling of all correct. Or, Wimva, we must vacate the haberdashery. (laughs) (laughs) This thing's going down. (laughs) There is a fire in here, and we... Must grab the hats. I I feel like I've said that one probably 11 times since we started this episode. Okay, the the joke being that these are pretty niche, but uh, here's one we can use in the daily for real. Into, which is a satirical misspelling of everybody knows this already. Like, Asher's not particularly skilled at wordplay. Into. (laughs) I like feel like there are a couple more of these that I can't like I want to try and come up with on the spot. But for some reason, the only one I can think of is ACL, which stands for all out of cat litter. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't even think of a joke around it. I can't get it out of my head. You don't even own any cats, my guy. (laughs) I don't even have cats. Even in this this hypothetical situation we've created where I need to get people out of my haberdashery, I can't even imagine myself owning a cat. But now that we've gone past that good, good bit, what do you think is actually going to pass up the word okay as the serious replacement for that? Because I, I think saying stuff like all right still kind of has that negative connotation of, oh, she's not all right, or, oh, he's not doing all right. Like, that kind of still has that. And while emojis work great, I can't walk up to you as a person and still have my dignity after I say, oh, yeah, I am doing insanely thumbs up emoji. (laughs) I am doing so spectacularly smiling face emoji. Like, I can't do that the same way I can in a text message. And so I feel like stuff like Chill and cool are passing trends, but all right seems like the best option, even though it does have some of the negative connotations. If anime has taught me anything, and by the way, it hasn't, it's that the Japanese space fillers are incredible. They are even more nondescript than okay, and they are even more brief than okay. You'll often hear in anime, and I have to assume casual Japanese characters that when they are affirming something someone has said or inspecting something that catches their interests will just throw out like a like an oh like just kind of a vowel and they do it with this confident coolness yeah and i don't know why we can't have that in our clunky terrible language well now that we're finished with the show why don't i cotton i go on out of here <laughs> 
in a twist, I was holding the intro and outro ransom, and you Who's killed it. It's not normally how this goes. Party.